This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's a fresh new week, everybody. Happy Monday. Isn't that the hardest part? Just getting through well, the, the hardest weekend? part is coming back. But here you are. You did it. I know. It's the Lord's work just for you. Congratulations. And you and you and you over there in the corner, you weirdo. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Oh. <laughs> wow. Way to start a Monday. I mean, corner happening. Better way. <laughs> um, you know, there is uh, there may maybe it's not the better way, but it's our way. <laughs> it's our uh, way. and that's to talk about what happened with Britney Spears over the weekend? What Big updates, happened? people. Big updates. Right? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, let's get the Cobra gang together. Whenever there's trouble, we'll double double with the Cobra gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time with the Cobra gang. We have to get the Cobra gang together when we talk about Britney because it's so toxic up in here, at mm-hmm. least between the warring parties of the conservatorship to end all conservatorships. Wouldn't that be nice if I we wish never this needed conservatorship did end all conservatorships? Well, it might just end this one, which we're patiently or at least the ones all... that are not necessary. I just want to say that before we get emails. Indeed. Thank, Thank you. you for clarifying with the asterisk. Mm-hmm. We are waiting, uh, hoping that the end is nigh for one conservatorship of Britney Spears. We're not going to know this until, of course, the 12th of November at the earliest. However, what we do know now is that, um, well, here's what I want you to know. Okay. We now know why Jamie wanted the conservatorship to end abruptly Ah. uh, versus him just getting the boot. Uh, Britney's attorney is about to haul him and his cronies into a deposition. Mm. Also, there's a dog update, which we'll get to. But let's start with... We call that a pup date. (laughs) That was a good one. Thanks. Uh, But let's start with the conservatorship change of plans, as indicated by one Jamie Spears. So Brittany's father, Jamie, originally was like, there's nothing to see here. No need to end this conservatorship. I'm making millions. I mean, Brittany's... Very yeah. successful. It's and that it's been all very successful because of me. So And then, then five minutes later. So then Jamie Spears says, Okay, um, sure. You know, someday I will not be in this conservatorship anymore. You know, she can have somebody else. It's fine. But we gotta do some stuff first and make sure that we jump through some hoops. Actually, let's just get rid of the whole thing right now. Mm -hmm. And that was a very abrupt about face. Mm -hmm. And it is that abrupt about face that made us all raise an eyebrow or wrinkle a furrowed brow or eyebrow or something. You know, it doesn't matter. It made us go, what? Yeah. Because this seems this seems to be a competition 
of uh, intentions, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he advocating for all these different things? We now know why, as I just said. And the reason specifically is that Britney's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, apparently will, according to a source that's speaking directly to the DailyMail.com, and I don't put it past the Daily Mail to have an actual source. I don't feel like their Hollywood life with Bonnie Fuller just making stuff up in the snack room, um, you know, with Beverly over at Hollywood Life. They have a source that says Matthew Rosengart will soon be requesting subpoenas and interviews with Jamie Spears and Mm. Robin Greenhill under oath. Now, why is that significant? Well, because I ask you, Colleen. we have a lot of reason to believe that they were up to some chicanery that was no good when they were in charge of the conservatorship, including but not limited to allegations uh, that are more than just butter and oil, that they were bugging her bedroom, etc. And so the fact that they're turning an eye to them mm-hmm. And going to pull them in to make them accountable for some stuff yep. would explain actually two things, I think. One of them, why first Jamie was dragging his feet. And secondly, then why he made that quick about face. Because I think at first he was like, oh, no, we can't do this quickly. We have things that we need to move around, a.k.a. some stuff we need to cover up. Yeah. But then when it became abundantly clear that you weren't going to get that time to cover it up. He was like, pull the plug. Yeah, because by pulling the plug that you don't have the resources, Matthew Rosengart doesn't have the, there is no need for Matthew Rosengart as Brittany's the uh, attorney representing her in this conservatorship, Mm -hmm. right? Like that all becomes moot. And it's not that he could never be investigated, but one imagines that he, through an attorney, saw the writing on the wall. It's going to be a lot easier for people to come after him in his role as a conservator and you know, dig into all the things that he was able to do under the auspices of that conservatorship, because once the conservatorship goes away, it's a harder case to make to a a court uh, that, you know, we need to look into the behavior of something that doesn't exist anymore. Like, well, okay, great. Unless he broke the law, which then, you know, prosecutors could come after him for. I think he's more concerned about civil liability in this particular case. That is allegations that are being brought or could be brought by Britney's attorney, mm-hmm. Matthew Rosengart. So absolutely, 100%, that explains why Jamie abruptly tried first to get rid of himself, but then to get rid of the conservatorship writ large. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't imagine he's probably going to be that, that successful. Ultimately, we'll see what will happen come November 12th, because it's very possible on November 12th that the judge in the case says, this conservatorship is done. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what the, um, I guess there is still a reason for Matthew Rosengart to dig into Jamie uh, Spears's behavior, you know, perhaps opportunity to get some money back. It might not be related to the conservatorship. It could be related to mismanagement of funds or, you know what I mean? Like there could be something that he has stumbled over in his time with Brittany that will still allow him to hold Jamie accountable and Robin Greenhill accountable for some of the actions they took while the conservatorship was in place and not just robin greenhill remember we've also got lou taylor so for those who maybe haven't been following you've got lou taylor running this thing called tristar entertainment and sports sports entertainment yeah they do they just represent famous people Mm -hmm. and get big checks in return 
for doing. We're not quite sure what amounts to $500,000 worth of work in the case of Britney Spears specifically. But she was working hand in glove. That is, Lou Taylor's TriStar was working hand in glove with Jamie Spears, father conservator of Britney Spears, mm-hmm. at a time when mm, some questionable, questionable things were happening as raised by the multiple documentaries we've now seen. So I would say it's not just Jamie Spears. It's not just Robin Greenhill who worked for Lou Taylor as sort of Britney's minder. Mm-hmm. She was like her Scientology sponsor if you will, to mm-hmm. borrow a concept from another cult. Um, I think there's a lot of mismanagement that people should be looking at. And I hope beyond just Matthew Rosengart, other people will be looking into this because, not just because of Britney, because Britney's going to be fine, but what it what it represents in terms of the institution of the conservatorship for all of those people who don't have multi-million dollar attorneys um, seeking out justice on their behalf. Right, right. I mean, you know, if nothing else, it it hopefully will help um, sort of rewrite some of the rules around how conservatorships like this one are started Mm -hmm. and what the protocol is to evaluate them. Because I don't think it takes any kind of rocket scientist to see that, that a lot of stuff went awry in the midst of all of this. A lot. Mm-hmm. You don't have a series of documentaries about nothing. <laughs> you, you can write that down. Yeah, put that, that in a quote That book. is a that t-shirt is, you should mm. put in your t-shirt club. Thank you. Raisinginger.com. Thank you. Um, we also need to talk about Sam Asgari getting a dog to protect Britney Spears. Oh, because, of MG. course, this grown-ass woman can't protect herself without a Doberman Pinscher. Okay. Okay. Can we talk? Jeez. Oh, I think we need to. So I saw this story over the weekend. I was like, of course, because Brittany lives in this fairy tale um, Stepford wife America with her boyfriend, where she's just a pretty lady who twirls in her lobby, making fun videos on Instagram that the rest of us are like, what? With her very, very Prince Charming. Um boyfriend fiance Mm -hmm. who is going to save her from the evil troll known as jamie spears i'm like this is a narrative that exists sad about this well you should be yeah and especially i mean maybe not so much for britney spears but just because like this is just it's so obvious that this is all just lies now here's the story britney's fiance sam asgari Mm -hmm. surprised her with a dog First of all, don't do that. Uh uh-uh. You shouldn't surprise anybody with an animal because animals are sentient beings. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know where they considered sentient. I don't know what that word means other than like their things, right? Like they have feelings, right? Right. Just like I think that's do. what that means. They're, that's what I thought. But then for a minute, I was like, I don't know what their brain, their IQ is. And does that matter anyway? They <laughs> perceive and respond to sensations. There you Thank go. you, Dr. Googles. Thank you. Um, I am glad to know that dogs are scenting because I treat them like people. Yeah. Because in most cases, they're better than people. Mm. My own uh, commentary. Okay. Gets her a dog. Surprises her with the dog. Bad idea, but yes. Bad idea. Don't do that. Also, um, he, the, the like messaging around it. So he writes on Instagram, surprise my fiance with our newest member to the family. He revealed that the puppy's name is Portia. Like DeRossi? I think like, um, the car, the vehicle, probably because he's a, he kind of likes labels. 
But it's spelled P-O-R-S-H-A. Okay. I know, but anyway. He's really into Shakespeare. But okay. Regardless, in a hashtag, <laughs> he suggested the dog would be used as, quote, home security. Okay. Um, so her name is Portia, and she's meant to unconditionally love you, and it's going to be trained to protect you from any mother bleeper that comes around you with bad intentions. He is he is like riding this narrative mm-hmm. that his little lioness needs to be protected from the big bad world around her by not only him and his strong shirtless muscles. Right, but when he can't be there because he's busy with his own career. career yeah. The the big bad Doberman pincher is gonna I got a lot of questions. It's just it's you know, you use the word sad, I think, and it's sad because it's just so lazy. Mm-hmm. So and Look, I don't doubt that there are people who operate this way. So this seems like I don't feel like he's creating a false narrative to like please his weird um, misreading of the world on in, on social media. I think this is really just like who they are, and that's fine. But like we're talking about Britney Spears, and she doesn't need a dog, much less you, Sam Asgari. Well, she doesn't need a dog because remember what happened to the last one? Well, that is also a very important message that should be delivered from our friends at PETA um, and the Humane Society. For those of you who don't recall, there was a, a fracas uh, between an employee of the Britney Spears estate and Britney about her dog and they took the dog to the vet and then didn't bring the dog back well the fracas was that she was mistreating the dog and not following what was right. laid out by the vet to the way the dog the dog apparently had some food issues and was having upset tummy she was not she was feeding it people food, food. and mm-hmm. it so essentially harming the dog right right Har- the dog wasn't getting the best care possible and so they were like hey assistant to Brittany, why don't you take care of the dog well, nobody told Brittany that, so she thought her dad stole the dog. So it just turned into this like nightmare meltdown. And it's like, I think the lesson we're all learning here is Brittany needs some time for her. Yeah. She doesn't need a new husband. She doesn't need a, a new, new dog. Puppy. She needs some alone time with some good therapy, mm-hmm. you know, um, a few solo trips to Hawaii and to like, find herself, maybe a couple of self-help books. The opportunity to experience a world where she's not having to ask to get a Starbucks, right? Yeah. Like that's... Yeah. Let's start there. Let's start there. And then in six months, we'll maybe reevaluate. Maybe we talk about the puppy. Fine. But the problem is, it's not going to work like that. But anyway, Ugh, it's duh. just kind of you like... Guys- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
please. Just don't do that. Stay with us. We, we've got Britney's best interest at heart. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. to be her conservator. No, we don't want no, to do No, we don't want to do that. No. But what we do want to do is get the uh, all the dirt straight from Hollywood. Elizabeth Reese is bringing us a dirt alert after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all of the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Hello. Happy Monday, friends. And to you as well. It's good to hear your voice this beautiful Monday. Oh, gosh. I feel the same way about your voices. And it's just a cool, crisp, nice fall day. I love it so much. Beautiful here and also beautiful in Paris. That's where Sarah Jessica Parker and Chris Noth are spotted filming. Mm. And just like that. So they're on that famous bridge uh, where everybody does the the padlocks yes you know you lock you, you put the padlock on the bridge and then you throw the keys like, into the river as a symbol of your love get enough of those padlocks that thing's gonna fall i know i think they do clear them out they okay, come good. in with a lock cutter and then cut them out and then so your love gets cut yeah but it's the, it's like about the life. symbol mm-hmm. but like, they're spotted right on the bridge um we don't know what the scene was about of course but uh that's where they are i don't know lucky them i know It'll be really interesting. When does that show come out? December. Oh, okay. On HBO Max. Was this before or after she uh, changed her hair color? Oh, her hair yeah, color that was looks a whole, blonde. That was a whole blind item that we... There's a blind item that she was not happy with the way her hair color made her look, that it kind of made her look grayer than she wanted. Mm. So she was going to have to make them go back and post... Or no, she was going to make them actually reshoot the whole dumb thing no. with new hair. Really? And we were like, that's a post-production experience, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is tricky with blondes, though. You got to be a little, you know, mm-hmm. people aren't always happy with their blonde. They don't like it if it's too yellow. They don't like it if it's too white. I don't know what they want. Also, I feel like, though, if you're doing a project and you're an actor, you just deal with whatever color is showing up. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't get to change that until the project is yeah. done. Unless yeah, that's Jessica probably Parker. how it goes. Yeah, she's, like, she's the boss. Mm-hmm. She is the boss. She's a boss lady. I thought yeah. Tony Danza was. He was. He's who's the boss. Okay. Yeah. Angela. Sorry. Angela. <laughs> That's Motor. good. How interesting is this? So Megan King, who um, was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who was married to Jim Edmonds, the baseball player. Remember, they got divorced. Really nasty divorce. She just got married and oh. married... Um, president biden's nephew oh get out and so their wedding over the weekend had uh the president and the first lady in attendance because that's their nephew that is wild right it'd be kind of fun to have all that pomp and circumstance at your wedding it was a small family wedding i guess and it was at this guy his name is cuff owens and it was at his parents home in pennsylvania c-u-f-f-e huh i don't know if that's how you say it c-u-f-f-e cuff biden owens Oh, yeah, there you go. So they went to the wedding. Yeah, he's a Los Angeles-based attorney, and he's the son of the president's sister and close advisor, Valerie Owens, and her husband, Jack. Um, But Unless it's like Cuffy. Oh, yeah, and she was on Real Housewives of Orange County. Sorry, you guys, I said Beverly Hills. That was my mistake. Mm. Maybe it's Cuffet. (laughs) I hope it's not Cuffet. It could be. (laughs) She and Jim Edmonds share three children together, four and a half, and then uh, their twins, Hart and Hayes, who are three. She finalized her divorce from Jim Edmonds and then was in a relationship with a guy I know from college. Stop it. Random. Christian Schauf, yeah. 
who lives in Utah. Can I just say this though? I this I I am kudos to her. I I I just almost unraveled at the idea of having three year old twins and uh, dating life. Mm. And she was doing that actively. And she has a very contentious relationship with her ex. Remember, Jim Edmonds. Sounds like so much work. He is in a relationship. I don't know if he married her, but with the woman that they had a threesome with. Okay. Okay. All righty. All right. That is a lot. That's a lot to hold on it's to. Just like too much drama. I hope that she has a fantastic <sighs> therapist. You're I don't know, have but a this threesome. guy. Do it with a stranger. You don't need to, any of that baggage. Yeah, the Bidens have good-looking people in their family, though. You they know? do. He's I mean, handsome. Cuff is he's very handsome, handsome and he's got very long hair, which yeah. is like not usually my jam, and he looks great. Yeah, he's a handsome guy. Super sexy guy. And you're going to get a chance to go to the White House. Hello. You can probably just go, hey, do you want to go see my Uncle Joe? You want to go to my Uncle Joe's house? It's white. <laughs> it's the white. Hey, take a left at the one. white one right there. <laughs> um, Tiger Woods spotted walking on a golf course. No oh. limp in sight. What do you think about that? He was I watching his son play in a junior tournament, so don't get too excited to think okay, that he was thank playing. You. Um, but he is still wearing a sleeve on his surgically repaired right leg, Oof. is what a witness told TMZ. Mm. He alternated between walking holes and riding around in a golf cart, and he was talking to fans throughout the tournament, thanking them for encouraging words while he was following his son. Ooh, also, that's rough on his... I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about his son, who's busy just trying to play golf. I know, but dad is Tiger Woods. Everybody's looking it's at like, him, But it's like, you. yeah, that's probably true. But <laughs> oh, no. he's, he's probably like, this is the way that it goes. And you have to decide. You're either going to embrace that and play golf, or right. you're going to say, I'm not going to be a golfer like true. my dad. I'm yeah. going to do something different. Now we all know how Liza feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, but this is the first time since his February 2021 accident that he's been seen without any sort of walking aid. Seen publicly, you know. I mean, every time everybody's right. seen him, he's had some sort of aid. I mean, if anybody's going to recover from something like this, and um, it's going to be Tiger. Because, True. you know, in addition to just being uh, Tiger Woods, he also has an incredible amount of resources to help him get back to where he was. You almost kind of wonder, what is the what is the thing with Tiger with, like, the overcoming the extreme challenge. Like, I wonder, this is, let's go real intense. Oh, we don't But I feel like some people sometimes (laughs) like, are you manifesting these challenges in order to overcome them? Because that is where you feel the most accomplished. You guys just marinate on that for the rest of the afternoon. That was a mic drop moment. Elizabeth Reese, thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. Have a great day. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly will launch them at us. We'll try to solve them in a little segment we call blinded by the item after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. We've got some pop culture mysteries we're going to solve right here, right now on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we're going to do that in the form of blind items. Holly brings them to us. We try to uh, solve them in this little segment. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. We try to varying degrees of success. Let's just get right to the hot gossip. Here's our first celebrity gossip mystery. We always knew about the one secret child. But apparently, there are two secret children. Dun, dun, dun. The most recent one was discovered this week when she went to go take the written test to get a Lermer's per- permit for driving. No way. Whoa. That That's a- old. Yeah, that illiterate permanent A-list singer is so good at hiding things. Mm. Oh, wait. That was a plot twist because yeah, no I thought kidding. we were talking about we Sam Asgari. That way, yeah. Uh, oh, no. So I don't know who has a secret child other than Sam Asgari, mm-hmm. Britney's paramour and fiance, because that's a rumor we've read on this very segment. So we're looking for a f- A plus list <gasps> illiterate singer? 
An illiterate permanent A-list singer. A permanent A-list singer. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Who's going to get Priscilla Presley? No. Oh, Oh, that's a good guess. Okay, but... But not A-list singer. Yeah, no. Uh, (laughs) A lot of it was wrong. Talk about this person's secret child has happened in the past. Oh, Janet Jackson. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. So, filling in the blank, we've always known about the one secret child of Janet Jackson, but apparently there are two secret children. The most recent one was discovered this week when she went to go take a written test to get a learner's, learner's a permit for driving. By the way, do not even get me started about Don't how much work that is. Don't get even get me started. No. NT Lawyer says that Janet Jackson is so good at hiding things. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I well. want to know more now. But see, here's the other thing is that we're going to learn some stuff in her uh, documentary that probably not her secret child, though. I don't know. From everything we've heard, this this documentary is going to go some places oh, all right, well, like we're going to actually shocker. learn some stuff. I don't know. I'm interested. Blinded by the item. It confirms blind item to follow that one up. Every time he would walk off stage at a show this weekend, earlier in September, this foreign-born A-list singer would take a bump of Coke. He says it's to keep the energy going. Mm -mm. Is that like a Harry Styles? Oh! Mm -hmm. Yeah, so NT Lawyer says every time Harry Styles would walk off stage at a show, he would take a little bump of Coke because it's, you know, to keep the energy going. All righty. I mean, hey, remember the original Coca-Cola beverage, right? Had the, the cocaine in it. <laughs> I love how you made the jump from like the 1890s to Harry Styles yeah. snorting lines off oh. of some backup singers. Keister. Well, energy boosting. <laughs> energy boosting. Yes. Interesting. Uh-huh. That's, a, you know, listen, there are many methods to boost your energy. Yeah. The one that I would go for is like a shot of espresso. Yeah. Not Coke. Another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. After chipping and breaking so many teeth doing his own stunts, this A-list mostly movie actor just has dentures that he takes out each Mm. night. Tom Cruise. Well, that would explain the weird face. I was going to say, anything else about the face in that blind item? Not just the chompers. Okay. So, after chipping and breaking so many teeth doing his own stunts, Tom Cruise just has dentures that he takes out each night. Well, you remember that that's always been a thing with Tom Cruise is his teeth. And there was a very specific Mm -hmm. point in his career when his teeth miraculously changed. Yeah. So if you go back and look at like old Tom Cruise photos, you'll see some interesting teeth. Yeah. Like when he did uh, Risky Business, he had his old teeth. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like Ben Affleck had old teeth. Yeah. And he miraculously got new teeth. Chicklets. Yeah. But fascinating about Tom Cruise, obviously very aware that he doesn't want his teeth to look too fake. Because when you look at these photographs of Tom Cruise at a baseball game over mm-hmm. the weekend, they look very natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. they actually do. I, I noticed that when I was looking at the pictures. I mean, unlike the rest of him. Exactly. Which, look at the pictures. Attention to detail. Yeah, he just it does not look the same. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I was wrong. I think he did have his new teeth in Risky Business, but he had his old teeth in, like, The Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blinded by the item. 
Here's another celebrity gossip mystery. The cast and crew have been annoyed this past week that it takes oftentimes as long as two hours for this illiterate reality star to get out of the makeup and clothes she wore solely to get photographed in on the way to the set and then get into makeup and clothing for rehearsals. Mm. Kim, Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Which for does Saturday not surprise Night at all. Oh yeah. my goodness gracious. So the cast and crew of Saturday Night Live were annoyed this past week that it takes as often as two hours for Kim Kardashian to get out of the makeup and clothes she wore solely to get photographed on the way to the set and then get into makeup and clothing for rehearsals. And then there was the after party. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't understand the gloves thing. Okay, so I, the whole, there is a new, she is clearly rolling out a new fashion situation that is very bodysuit and glove forward. <laughs> she just wants to cover up as much as humanly possible. Yeah, well, it's, it's all very that Balenciaga stuff. It's so, so mm. yeah, and then I was like, man, as a person who likes to wear jumpsuits and then, you know, the logistical situations and then you add in the there gloves. There was nothing and... logistical about the outfit that she wore, at least during the monologue on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. um, because it's just like a one giant. It looks like she went to, I can't even remember the name of that fabric store, but went to the fabric store. I mean, Joanne Fabrics would be a, a, a good second guess, although I don't feel like Kim Kardashian goes to a lot of Joanne Fabrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like took a big bolt and sewed, you know, just a big giant one piece bodysuit mm-hmm. because I don't even think those are gloves. I think that's all one part piece. of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you look at the shoe part too and the shoe yeah. part is all part of the mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And this we a lot of fabric. This is all you see her in lately though. Right. Like this and trench coats, which yeah. good. Fine. So, it's great. Just seems very warm. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I have questions. Oh, but I do have celebrity gossip mysteries. Another one. Solve this, Colleen and Bradley. Changing the title doesn't change the fact that the book written by a sibling of the singer in quotation marks still exploits the singer and the ghostwriter was paid for by the singer. But all the advance and profits go to the sibling. Jamie, Jamie Lynn Spears. Spears. Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. What was the what was the name again? You shared that with us in the Dirt Alert update. Well, the new title of Jamie Lynn Spears's memoir is called "Things I Should Have Said." Mm-hmm. It was going to be called "I Must Confess," mm-hmm. <laughs> like ripping off her sister, her like, own sister. Like maybe you don't give people more of a reason to see that you've been ripping off your sister for years. Yeah. So changing Oof. the title doesn't change the mm. fact that the book written by Jamie Lynn Spears, sister of Britney Spears. <laughs> Still exploits Britney Spears, and the ghostwriter for this book was paid for by Britney Spears. As was probably most of Jamie Lynn mm-hmm. Spears' life. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. like and all of her homes, cars, and vacations. Yeah, but yeah. funny enough, the advance and profits go to Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Hmm. What Look do you at know? That. What do you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. That's gross. Do you got a little one? Okay. A little nibble. Oh no, no. Oh, dang. Okay. okay. I have nibbles. And I have more celebrity gossip mysteries for you to solve. Let's see here. <laughs> She's reading the fine print. Uh-huh. This foreign-born A-list mostly movie actress who got got her start as a lead in this massive space franchise was almost fired the first week because her acting was so bad. Ooh. Massive space franchise. Yeah. Uh 
And give it, give me the stats again. She's foreign born. Foreign born. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For an A-list mostly movie actress who got her start as a lead in this massive space franchise was almost fired the first week because her acting was so bad. Now, this is kind of a little... Old? Now, I don't know if her acting was bad in a new project or in the space franchise. How old is the space franchise? I mean, are we talking Star Wars here? Yeah, we are. Are we talking recent Star Wars or old Star Wars? Yeah, more recent. Oh, it's uh, middle in the franchise. Are we in the middle of the franchise, which is really the beginning? Mm-hmm. Not the prequels, no. Not Queen Amidala. Uh, no, not Natalie Portman. No, okay. we're going with Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray. So apparently Daisy Ridley uh, was almost fired the first week because her acting was so bad Ooh. on Star Wars. We, now, Ugh. I'm not clear if it was Star Wars or maybe a new movie she's doing. NT Lawyer wasn't particularly clear. Ah. Uh. On this, but... I was going to say, kind of a weird thing to like catch us up on something that's a few years right? old. Right? Yeah. I feel like it's got to be something recent where they were like, oh, you're not not that good. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Holly, thank you for those uh, for those lovely blind items. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, a comprehensive review of Kim Kardashian's turn on Yield Saturday Night Live. Uh, Bradley, I know you watched some highlights. Fabulous. I watched the whole thing cover to cover. Sorry about it. I will tell you what we actually thought after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, Saturday was a big day for Kim Kardashian. Oh, yes. And actually, the whole Kardashian family, because Kim Kardashian was the second host of the new season of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, big deal. I watched it. Yeah, Bradley, I know that you don't usually watch Saturday Night no, Live. No, it's but true, but I took one for the team. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, you also put your eyeballs on it. Yep. And I will ask ye your thoughts. Ye? Well, I, you. is he going to be I, no, on the show? No, he's not going to be here, but oh, okay. he was apparently there when she did Saturday Night Live. Um. Yeah, sh- so you want to know what I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Um, I mean... Two things. One, Kim Kardashian didn't do badly, poorly. She was not bad. But there's but what she did do was show that she has the ability to act in front of a camera and to read lines. Mm-hmm. Like I'll start with her monologue and say that her monologue if you watch um Saturday Night Live as she delivered it. It was clear that somebody else wrote that monologue. Her timing is not like super great in delivering jokes. Like you could, it it was just clear, right? Mm -hmm. That she was reading something that was prepared for her. She, but that said, like she didn't do miserably. She didn't flub. She didn't have issue with, uh, or an issue like delivering the lines, Mm -hmm. but maybe they just weren't the like delivered 
in the best way, which is kind of delightfully Kim Kardashian. Like the thing you realize about Kim Kardashian when you watch her on Saturday Night Live is that she is so comfortable in front of a camera. So terribly, terribly comfortable. And it's obvious she's grown up under the eyes of a camera. Right. So she understands how to deliver lines you know, seamlessly or fluidly. That doesn't mean that there's much behind them. Right. But she's still able to execute in a way that should not be taken away from her. Like, she has a talent. Right. That said, her talent is not comedy. It's not necessarily transferable to Saturday Night Live. The the other thing for me is that I realized, well, first of all, it makes you appreciate what actors are able to do and what the comics who do Saturday Night Live are able to do Mm -hmm. when they literally inhabit other characters and care no longer about what they look like in front of the camera. I never got the feeling that Kim Kardashian ever stopped worrying about what she was looking like in front of the camera. Also, Kim Kardashian never stopped being Kim Kardashian in front right. of the camera. There was one small moment when she was playing A.D. Bryant. They did this sort of like Freaky Friday mm-hmm. sketch where they swap roles. Kim plays A.D., A.D. plays Kim, and then they sort of like live their own lives for a day. And then A.D. like takes over and doesn't want to give the life back because mm-hmm. obviously being Kim Kardashian Who would be fabulous, right? Don't even get me started on why that's problematic. But anyway, the moral of the story is like there was a brief moment where she inhabited A.D. Bryant it wasn't A.D. Bryant that she was inhabiting. It was like something else that wasn't Kim Kardashian. So there was like this brief flash of a moment wherein she was not playing Kim Kardashian, but that fell away very quickly in the yeah. sketch. And she just becomes Kim Kardashian in a wig. Right. Trying to not be Kim Kardashian, but still totally being Kardashian. That sounds very meta, but I promise you when you watch it, you're like, oh, this has potential. Oh, no, it doesn't. A.D. Bryant is actually really good as Kim Kardashian. So I had told my husband, because he was like, oh, tell me about it. I was like, he asked specifically, were there any digital sketches that were worth anything? Because usually the digital sketches, they put a little more time and energy and effort into. They're edited. Usually they're pretty funny. There were two. That was one of them. And the other one was sort of like this, like group of women going out to the club and they hadn't been out like they were old like a music and, video yeah. kind of thing yeah and that one i thought was actually funny cuz there was some like hilarious relatability to it yeah sure so i said there's one that was actually funny and then one that should have been funny that wasn't funny and it was that one yeah. where she was playing AD Bryant because she couldn't take herself out of Kim Kardashian she even her AD Bryant wasn't trying. It was like almost like somebody was like, okay, well, we can see that you're not able to actually play AD Bryant. So just play a really plain person. Yeah. And that was what she did. Yeah. Let's listen to just a little bit of her monologue so you can hear how she delivered her monologue. Um, and she, you know, listen to your point, somebody else wrote it and she said the words, but she also clearly consented to completely go there. Oh, and you know that the entire family had to write off on all these jokes. Absolutely. Because they were some doozies. Yeah, here we go. I'm Kim Kardashian West, and it's so great to be here tonight. I know. I'm surprised to see me here, too. When they asked, uh, I was like, you want me to host? Why? I haven't had a movie premiere in a really long time. <laughs> I only had that one movie come out and no one told me it was even premiering. It must have slipped my mom's mind. I'm excited to be here tonight to show you guys that I'm so much more than just a pretty face. And good hair. 
and great makeup and amazing boobs and a perfect butt. Basically, I'm just so much more than that reference photo my sister showed their plastic surgeons. But the one thing I'm really proud of is that no one could ever call me a gold digger. Honestly, I'm not even sure how you become one. So I asked my mom's boyfriend, Corey. She got everybody. She got Kanye. She did yeah. a whole thing on Kanye. Um, and it all was fine. Right? Yeah. Fine. I, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I I just have so many questions. Like, I'm like, so somebody clearly said, we're going to do a roast of your family because mm-hmm. that would be funny. But then I'm like, so, like, why? I, I think it's probably because there is such dis. Dane for the Kardashians. I almost said disgust, mm-hmm. but that's not the right word, and it's not hatred. Because, but people have a strong dislike of this entire family, but it is married with a strong fascination, right? So you can't just write them off. And so I imagine they were like, well, you know, because Saturday Night Live is like we're cerebral, we think about our jokes, you know, we try to be funny and edgy and you know, um, hip. And so you can't just come at the Kardashians and the normal comedic way you have to like they're like we have to we know people hate this family so we have to like have her hate on the family like there was something like that right um and i was like did michael che or colin jost write this monologue because it's very much delivered in that sort of like roasty bernie uh experience Mm -hmm. but but then i was like but that's not like Kim's vibe. Like no. she's not a roasty person. No. So I didn't understand why she was doing the roasty monologue. I really do. I think you hit the nail on the head though, right off the cuff, which is that people, they had to appeal to the fact that people were wondering why the heck she was there in the first yeah. place. And those same people who are asking why the heck she's there in the first place have like a hatred slash fascination with their whole entire family. They wrote it for Deborah Messing. Thank you. It was for Deborah Messing who said, why? 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 Why Why was Kim Kardashian selected to be on Saturday Night Live? I don't know that they ever answered that question. I don't know that they did either. And I would say I don't need to see it again. Yeah. um, Ever. I bet you're far more, as someone who watches the show, you're far more excited about other I want guests. M- other guests. Yeah. I want a- actual actors. They do a better job. They just do. Mm-hmm. I'm just I am saying. an actor. She actor. didn't kill it. Although TMZ said she did, which tells you Kim- that Chris Jenner released that to TMZ. So obvious. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what failed product should go in the Museum of Failure? It's a real thing. We'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 1071.